On today's show, Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama is going to join us to discuss yet another SEC title for Nick Saban, Bryce Young's Heisman odds, and Bama's chances in the playoff. Also, we'll go around the conference with plenty of news as TV ratings for the SEC championship through the roof. Will Anderson picking up a big postseason award. LSU starting to assemble some staff members. Locked On SEC starts right now. On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We welcome in our buddy Luke Robinson, now host of Locked On Bama, to talk a little bit about the Crimson Tide and their awesome week that they're having. Luke, welcome in, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, let's start here, Luke, because we've got so much stuff I want to get to. We've got the Heisman. We've got Will Anderson, Bryce Young, tons of stuff I want to jump into. But take me back to Saturday morning. You guys are about to play Georgia in the SEC title game. As many Bama fr- friends that I have and people that I talk to, a lot of them were saying, look, we're never out of a game when you have Nick Saban. But a lot of them were very, let's just say they weren't expecting Alabama to win the game. Where, What were you feeling on Saturday morning? going into Bama-Georgia in the SEC championship game. Yeah, well, first I'll take you back a little bit more. And uh, a couple of days before that, I had all but decided, okay, I'm not going to go to the game um, (laughs) unless a ticket just falls in my lap, which it absolutely (laughs) did, thanks to a buddy of mine who also just coincidentally has a company plane. And so we were able to take that from Birmingham to Atlanta. Um, I'm uh, an incredibly lucky person, and I've always said it's better to have friends with planes than own a plane yourself. So I was very fortunate to go. But the whole way over there, uh, we had about 10 of us on this plane. I didn't know but uh, two of them uh, while we were going. And uh, everybody, to a man and and woman, we were saying, okay, we just want to, you know, show ourselves well, and if we keep it close, then maybe we can still get in if the right things happen. And there was one dude on the plane going, y'all are nuts. We're going to kick their butts. We're going, we're going to kick their butts. And I, and I kept saying, okay, look, I'm going to be the good Alabama fan here and just sort of nod, but I'm, I don't believe him. And I don't, I don't even want to believe that because I don't want to have this great big downfall. Well, of course, later on, you know, the game's over, and I'm like, dude, I owe you an apology, because in my head, I I was calling you crazy. Um, And then it even got better. Uh, It turned out to be the best weekend ever uh, in the history of time, as Alabama went on to defeat Gonzaga in basketball as well, but that's uh, for another podcast, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, no, it's crazy, because I I was talking to a lot of Alabama fans who were kind of coming back at me on Sunday and Monday going, see, you you should have never picked up against us, and I'm going, whoa, whoa, guys, let's go back. We can only base opinions on what we've seen, and what we saw was Alabama get sacked seven times against Auburn, needed a miracle drive in the final minute to even send it to overtime. We saw them, you know, rush for only six yards against LSU, getting blitzed like crazy. So, like, it wasn't crazy to say Bama, uh, you know, didn't look their best all year long, but also you give them credit and say they played their best complete game, most complete game, their best game of the year when it mattered most against their toughest opponent of the year. I think that's not crazy to say. 
No, in fact, I, I picked them to lose. My co-host, Jimmy Stein, on Locked on Bama picked them to lose. Um, and that's not something we do very often at all, period, like ever. So, I mean, I don't think you were crazy at all. I was at Auburn for the Auburn game, and I, I saw what I saw. I mean, it was not a good performance. And uh, I thought that Auburn's defense played completely lights out, and I'm giving them credit at the same time. That Auburn roster is not in the same area code as Alabama's roster. So what it tells me is, okay, this team isn't gelling very well or something. And I thought that maybe, okay, they're so young that it might just be an issue for this team. And so that's why I was sort of preparing myself, let's get a close loss and maybe we can advance. And even if we don't do well in the playoffs, well, we have that experience and then next year we should be hell on wheels. Um but, no, I don't think you were off base at all. And I know some fans just love to say, see, I knew it the whole time. Uh, but uh, I don't think that was the way at all. In fact, every Alabama fan I met, outside of the one guy who shared the plane ride with us, uh, they were all of the same mindset, like, hey, let's go in here and enjoy the moment and not try to think about, okay, how badly we're going to beat somebody. Because that's normally what Alabama fans do. They sit around and go, well, I think we're going to win 50-3. to Well, I think we're going to win 55-3. to And you're like, oh, okay, well, let's have the argument about that instead of are we going to win or are we going to lose. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about where they go from here moving forward because we know they're going to be playing Cincinnati. We know they're a, a heavy favorite, but – how much does losing John Mechie hurt them? We've seen some of the other receivers step up. Ja'Cory Brooks, the Auburn game, makes a big catch. Uh, and obviously, Jamison Williams has been such a dynamic big threat, you know, take the top off the defense receiver. But how much does this offense maybe change not having John Mechie? I think it can change a pretty good bit. Um, if you look at Jamison Williams as the jet, uh, the, the one that really is the exciting player, I mean, Mechie can be – exciting at times but John Mechie's best play just isn't going to be as exciting as Jameson's best play they're, they're just not the same thing um, one of them is a completely electric and one of them's a little bit more dependable uh, John Mechie's got better hands in fact a couple of years ago when Mechie was on the team as a freshman with the likes of Ruggs and Judy and Waddle and that and Devontae um, most people considered that John Mechie might have the best hands on the team. Now, they, they didn't say he was the best receiver. They just said he has the best hands. And I think that's somebody that Alabama's really going to need. In fact, it kind of scares me for this Cincinnati squad because Cincinnati has a great cornerback duo. And the, uh, Jamison Williams, though he can be fantastic at times and might even win the Blitnikoff Award, sometimes he can drop a pretty routine catch. And it might take him a catch or two to really get in the flow of the game. And we're going to need him to be uh, at his best if we're going to win a national championship now. But Ja'Cory Brooks, again, you said he brought up a he brought up a great point where he made the big catch against Auburn. He only had two catches that day, and he had two, both of them were on that 97-yard drive right at the very end, and he had 48 yards. So that's great. Um, Treshawn Holden, has he's been uh, present. I wouldn't say that he's been – dynamic but i think he certainly got a, a lot of potential and then of course billingsley uh, against auburn and against georgia made a couple of nice catches so I, I i think we're all anticipating billingsley to have his breakout game sometime and, uh, and uh, maybe one of these two playoffs games will be it Stay right there luke because when we come back i want to discuss the uh, the heisman bryce young obviously getting accolades will anderson snubbed we'll discuss that in just a second but thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. If you're a college football fanatic, you need to go check out our friends over at Prize Picks. It is daily fantasy made easy. They're the leader in the college sports daily fantasy world. They offer more 
props than anyone in the world. And, of course, with bowl season coming up, you'll be able to do some mixing, matching with some guys from certain bowl games and other bowl games, picking the over-unders. It's really cool, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, just you versus the projected numbers. Go check them out right now. If, you, if you've never signed up before and it's your first time you're depositing, you can use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Go download their app right now. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. It is safe, and they offer fast withdrawals. Prizepicks.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, or just go to the App Store uh, on your phone, Google Play, whatever it is. Download the app today. Picks. Is daily fantasy made easy? March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Continuing on here, Locked On SEC, and a pleasure to be joined by our buddy Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama, and we got so many uh, topics to discuss. We're talking about the Alabama team and obviously what they did winning the SEC uh, championship game over the weekend, but Luke, I did want to get into the Heisman finalists were just announced the other night, and uh, obviously Bryce Young makes the list, and Deservedly so. I think he's the favorite in a lot of people's minds. Probably going to win it. But man, oh man, it feels just downright dirty to not have Will Anderson as an invitee because of the season that he that he's had. Yeah, first of all, aren't the similarities kind of eerie in the fact that in 2009, Mark Ingram didn't have a great game against Auburn, and then Alabama comes back to win it, uh, and then they go into the SEC championship game and obliterate Tim Tebow and uh, a team that everybody thought uh, Alabama was going to lose to in the SEC championship game. And then in 21, Bryce Young has, boy, a pretty pedestrian game by Bryce Young standards for sure until that final drive. I mean, that final drive changed everything, but for the most part he was held in check that game and then comes out and just uh, lights the world on fire in the SEC title game. And I think both those SEC title games are going to lead to Heisman trophies for, for Ingram, of course, back in 09 and now for Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's been the best player in the country for a while now. I know C.J. Stroud has gotten a lot of love. I get that. Uh, he's a very good player. At the same time, he's got a, a list of wide receivers that are very reminiscent uh, that two that I had, uh, whereas – I think the the wide receiving core for Alabama, which is good, is very, very good. It is not as good as Ohio State's, which is just phenomenal. So I think that – and also Ohio State has had – you know, they've got some great running backs, Trevion Henderson, et cetera, et cetera, whereas, you know, Brian Robinson, super steady. Uh, Mr. Tuscaloosa, appreciate everything he's done, but he's he's certainly a far cry from, from Trent Richardson or Derrick Henry. So – I think Bryce Young, oddly, on an Alabama team, which we never get to say this, has probably done more with less uh, than some of the other guys up for the award. Uh, Will Anderson's not being there is practically criminal. I don't know who I need to report it to. I feel like (laughs) I need to call all these agencies and let them know. But, you know, part of me also says I'm going to write a thank you note 
because I want Will Anderson PO'd heading into the playoffs. Now, not that he needs the motivation. He's a pretty uh, uh, self-driven guy, a self-motivated guy. He is. He, he's a guy that's known, okay, I'm going to play in the pros uh from the time he's been pretty young, and I think that he's like, some people can take that as, hey, I can just skirt through college and be done with it. And I think Will's taking another direction, which is a lot like some of these other Saban bots in the past, like Jonathan Allen. He he looked at it like, I'm going to be in the pros, yes, but I want to be great in the pros, too. So I'm going to soak in all that I can from Nick Saban and these other coaches while I'm here and take in all this atmosphere and embrace the moment so that I can be better and, and go to all the workouts and do all the right things and not get in trouble. Will Anderson doesn't get in trouble. Will Anderson is just a superstar, and he's putting up numbers that make people think about uh, Derek Thomas, and, and that's ridiculous because Derek Thomas is still my all-time favorite Alabama player. I mean, a guy had tw- the guy had 27 sacks in one season without SEC title game help, without playoff help. I mean, that's just when you play 12 games and that was it. That's ridiculous. And Will Anderson is is bringing up that name in comparison. That's that's something to behold. So the fact that he's not there, yes, it's awful. It's it's a travesty. It's it's Bama fatigue. It's whatever you want to say. But you know what? I think Bama fans ought to be thankful because maybe that'll light a little bit more of a fire under it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're looking at him on Saturday going, one sack? Come on, Will. You can do better than that against Georgia. Uh, last thing for you, Luke, and we'll, we'll leave it at this. If indeed Bama takes care of business against Cincinnati and Georgia takes care of business against Michigan, both of them are betting favorites. They, they you know, both should win the games. If we get a rematch as a guy who covers Bama, how nervous would you be? Because we always hear that thing, how difficult it is to beat a team twice in the same season. But, man, Nick has just had Kirby's number, and it just feels like even Kirby's best team, he just can't get over the hump and beat him. But how nervous would you be if it was a rematch? I'll be less nervous than I was before, but I certainly won't be confident because the other thing is Alabama's lost Mitchie, uh, which is which is big. Um, they still won't have uh, Jace McClellan back. They still won't have Roydale Williams back. Um, I, I'm going to be nervous throughout the Cincinnati game. Assuming we beat Cincinnati, that's no lock, by the way. I mean, Cincinnati's going to be a tough out. you got to think – I think Cincinnati's going to come in here with the opposite mindset of Kirby Smart. They're going to be like, we've got nothing to lose. I mean, <laughs> people expect us to get blown out, so let's go play. Uh, as if we have nothing to lose. Whereas Georgia comes in usually with the, oh my God, can, you know we're supposed to beat them badly. We're supposed to beat them badly. We're supposed to beat them badly. Next thing you know, they're losing and they got to play from behind, which they hadn't been able to, which they haven't had to do all season long. And Georgia's also very used to people being scared of them, and Alabama's not. And um, I think that's that's the difference. Whereas Cincinnati knows, okay, Alabama's bigger, better, faster. They got everything, but. We can come in and just sling it all over the field, and let's let the rough end drag. Um, so yeah, it's going to be. I'm going to be less nervous because I've already seen what we can do, and I'm going to feel pretty good about having a guy named Bryce Young on my team. <laughs> yeah, that was my point too. You said don't overlook Cincinnati, and I feel like Alabama fans may be like, "Here's the deal: you had warts coming into Saturday. You you put you played your best game of the year, but doesn't that doesn't mean the warts go out the window, right? Like you still have concerns and issues. O line played their best game of the year." No Darian Delcourt, uh, you know, the, all the guys did their job, but can they do it again? And can they do it again? Like, that's the question. So, uh, no, I'm with you. You have your concerns, but confidence should be at an all-time high. And let me say a couple other things. Alabama could very well, and I'd be willing to bet they will be without 
a couple other dudes in the defensive backfield like Jalen Armour Davis, like Josh Job, who played uh, with a toe injury in this past week. And, and again, I think it's going to be a thing. I mean, these injuries add up, and everybody just goes, oh, you know, plug in another five-star. That's, that's great in theory. It doesn't. You need game time. And now you can't just plug in another five-star. It's not like you're playing Western Kentucky. You're playing one of the top four teams in the country who's already had a season to get ready, and you're putting them on the biggest and brightest stage. So it's it's going to be a thing. Um, but, you know, Nick Saban's got three weeks to get ready for this, and I feel very, very confident he's going to do fine in it. We've only lost in the semifinals once, and that was the first one. Um, and we had a 21-6 to lead in that game. So um, I, I feel good about it. But at the same time, it's um, it, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I know people think just because Alabama rolled over Georgia this last time that it's going to be super easy. It's not. But with Bryce Young, you've always got a chance. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, too, just 11 months ago, back in January, Georgia played this Cincinnati team in the Peach Bowl, and it came down to a field goal. Georgia had to kick a, a game-winning field goal to, to get out with the win. So Cincinnati played them tough. They could play Bama tough, too. Luke, uh, appreciate the time so much, man. Let our listeners know where they can uh, find your podcast. Yeah, go check Jimmy and me out at Locked on Bama. We would appreciate it. Uh, Locked on Bama, anywhere you get your podcast. We have a ton of fun with it. We try to have a podcast out every single day. We will occasionally have what we call an emergency podcast if something really big happens, and we will just throw something out there. So we actually get more than one a day on occasion. But for the most part, it's just me and Jimmy, and we're we're two pretty – average Alabama fans, and uh, we just try to keep it as real as we can. So y'all come listen to us and interact with us on social media. We would appreciate it. Well, it's about time some good things start to happen for that for that Alabama program. Luke, thanks so much for the time, man. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, that's Luke Robinson, host of Locked on Bama. When we return, we're going to go around the conference. That is coming your way next. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. A quick reminder, Bet Online they are your number one spot for all things sports action this season. Of course, this bowl season, we got tons of bowl games, and BetOnline has got you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football season is marching to the playoffs. You want to make sure you are in and ready to go for the start of the playoff season. From basketball to uh, football to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline has got you covered and when you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that. You're going to receive your uh, 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Also need to remind you this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it is even better than a candy bar. It is a built bar. It is filled with holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Well, you pick the raspberry, the mint brownie, the cherry, the double chocolate, cookies and cream. Tons to choose from. If you're friends with Santa, we'll tell Santa you want him to throw a few Built Bars into your stockings this holiday season. With so many flavors, they would make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. And of course, if you uh, like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order at Built.com. Go check them out. Built Bar. 
Rolling along here, locked on SEC, and kind of going in reverse order today. We talked to our buddy Luke Robinson of Locked On Bama. So let's back things up now and let's go around the conference. Tons to discuss. Let's jump into it. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start with the SEC championship game. Alabama's win over Georgia drew 15.3 million viewers for CBS. That is the second most watched game of the 2021 college football season behind Michigan, Ohio State. CBS said it was college football's most watched conference championship game since 2018. Viewership, according to a release from CBS Sports, peaked at 17.9 million viewers. Average viewership for the game was up more than 70%. CBS will be the broadcast home for the SEC and the SEC title game for two more seasons before the league's media rights deal moves games exclusively to Disney-owned properties, ESPN and ABC, in 2024. I bet ESPN is really hoping for a Georgia-Alabama rematch in the national championship game because look if they pulled those numbers you gotta think uh, those same people would come back to see you know possible national championship between those two teams speaking of those two schools nick saban and kirby smart they're among the 13 head coaches who have been named finalists for the 2021 eddie robinson coach of the year award by the football writers association of america it's the most finalists that have ever been named for the annual honor the uh, FWAA will now vote for the winner, which will be announced on December 20th. The award will be presented at a reception in Indianapolis on January 8th. That's the site of this year's college football national uh, playoff uh, championship game. Nick Saban is a two-time winner of the award, while Kirby Smart will be looking to win his first. Among the other finalists are Cincinnati's Luke Fickle, Baylor's Dave Aranda, and Michigan's Jim Harbaugh. So a lot of deserving coaches this year. Will Anderson over at Alabama, dynamic playmaking linebacker for the top-ranked Tide, constant nemesis in every opponent's backfield as the nation's sack leader and tackles for loss leader. He has been named as the recipient of the Bronco Nagurski Trophy by the Football Writers Association of America. Anderson was selected from among two other finalists that also included Georgia defensive end or defensive tackle Jordan Davis and Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau. Anderson is only the second player at Alabama to win the Nagurski Trophy, joining defensive end Jonathan Allen, who won it in 2016. The Crimson Tide have had Bronco Nagurski finalists in nine of the last 11 seasons, most recently nose guard Quinnen Williams in 2018. The uh, All-America Committee made the selection of the Nagurski Trophy winner as part of the FWAA All-America team. The uh, official presentation of the trophy was made last night. Over at LSU, new head coach Brian Kelly is making some additions to his coaching staff. According to reports, he is going to bring special teams coordinator, uh, his special teams coordinator, Brian Polian from Notre Dame to join him at LSU. Polian has SEC coaching experience. He was one time the special teams coordinator at Texas A&M. Kelly is also expected to hire Notre Dame co-director of strength and conditioning, Jacob Flint to run the department at LSU. He will replace Tommy Moffitt. Flint played for uh, uh, Brian Kelly at Central Michigan and has worked for him at Cincinnati and Notre Dame. And then lastly, Xavier Gooden, uh, assistant football sports performance coach at USC and a former 
linebacker at Mizzou. He is expected to be a strength coach on Flint's staff. Gooden interned at Notre Dame in the spring of 2018 under Brian Kelly. The other big addition that Brian Kelly is uh, is making is getting Frank Wilson, the former UTSA head coach and McNeese head coach, over to come help his recruit run his recruiting in Baton Rouge. It was reported yesterday by Ross Dellinger that Frank Wilson had resigned from his post at McNeese and is going to be the associate head coach at LSU and help out with recruiting. He's known as one of the better recruiters in the country, help bring the likes of Tyron Matthew, Odell Beckham, among others, to LSU. So a good pickup for Brian Kelly there. Over at Alabama, it's not very often you see a starting wide receiver stay on the field for special teams, but that is what Alabama junior Jamison Williams has been doing as of late. Why does he chase down on putt returns? Well, because he wanted to. According to AL.com, Jamison Williams said, I would rather be on the field on that fourth down or in special teams to be on the sideline. He said it worked out well for the Crimson Tide. Williams has made a positive impact with his special teams play. Uh, Williams has shown a type of his his athleticism in many different ways, and uh, it's paying off. Had a monster hit on uh, Georgia on special teams in the SEC title game on Saturday. Over at Missouri, their former tight end, Messiah Swinson, has found his new home. He was in the class of 2018 for Mizzou. He entered the transfer portal in late November amid a string of entries. The tight end spent less than 10 days in the portal before announcing he is going west to go play for Arizona State. Swinson played in all 12 games this year for Mizzou, caught five passes for 46 yards. For his career, he has seven catches for 84 yards. Uh, He will still have two years of eligibility remaining with the Sun Devils. Texas A&M, they're bringing in an elite recruiting class this year, but the Aggies got the news on Monday night that they're losing an experienced defender. Graduate defensive back Keldrick Carper announced on Twitter he is retiring from football due to medical reasons. Carper will not play in the bowl game this year for the Aggies and will not be pursuing an NFL career, according to his uh, note on social media. In his career at AM, he played in 50 games, recording 126 tackles, played in five games this year, recording nine tackles. And lastly, Florida coach Billy Napier has hired his quarterback analyst. Napier said in his Sunday introductory press conference, said he will be coaching the quarterbacks with the help of an analyst. And yesterday, Florida announced that Ryan O'Hara will serve on Billy Napier's staff with the title of offensive analyst for quarterbacks. O'Hara spent the last four years at ULL with Napier, also helped develop Raging Cajuns quarterback Levi Lewis, who was named the Sun Belt Conference Championship Game MVP. Can he do the same for Anthony Richardson or Emory Jones stays? Whoever's the quarterback at Florida, we will see. And there you have it. That is around the conference. Plenty to discuss. Our thanks to uh, Luke Robinson for joining us on today's show and uh, getting us caught up with the latest news on Alabama. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day here on Locked on SEC. Now go make your second listen. Go check out the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. I'm Chris Gordy. Appreciate you guys for listening. We will talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.